Welcome to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. I am your host, Big Dave, a husband, dad, pastor, and certified financial coach. We're broadcasting live from Grateful Studios. We're the number one podcast for practical, marital, and financial advice. I hope you're ready because this is the show where your money and your marriage take center stage. Hey, and welcome to episode three, credit card cancer. That's right, credit card cancer. Four reasons to quit the financial cigarettes. Listen, it's time to wake up, America. It's time to realize that we are in huge amounts of debt and our future is at stake. Your marriage is at stake. We have got to get a hold of our spending and get on a plan to become debt-free. Listen, this debt thing is a huge problem in marriages all over the world, especially in the U.S. of A. Listen, America is a fish check this out, officially topped $1 trillion in credit card debt alone. Wrap your mind around that for a second. A trillion dollars. If you put a million dollars in the bank every single day, that's $365 million a year. Now multiply that times 2,700 years. That's a trillion dollars. Okay. The average American family has around 20 grand in credit card debt. The average American family has four active credit cards that they're using every day for all kinds of stuff, which breaks down to about five grand owed on each individual credit card. And listen, for some people, that's insane. Like for some people, they can't even wrap their minds around that. Uh, And for other people, that may not be, right? I coached a family one time that had $600 in credit card debt, and they thought the world was coming to an end. I mean, absolutely, the world was coming to the end. They had no way, they had no idea how in the world could they ever pay off that amount of money, $600. And on the flip side, I've coached a family with over $100,000 in credit card debt, and they just kept using it, thinking it's no big deal, right? He looked me right in the eye. He said, it's not a big deal. I can afford the monthly payment. And listen, this same guy was telling me how he purchased a vehicle, a vehicle on a credit card from a dealership. Okay, we have got to realize, guys, that this method of buy now, pay later, it does not work. Listen to me. It will not work. It has never worked. And you are setting yourself up for a future mess when you start using what I call these stinking financial cigarettes. Okay. And listen, I used to have them. I had I had tons of them. Okay. Me and my wife had had all kinds of credit cards, uh, multiple credit cards, maxed out credit cards. We would buy food, buy gas, buy clothing, buy groceries, etc. Ordering things online left and right using the credit cards. And guess what we did? We just made the payments. Guess what? We bought into the lies just like everyone else. You have to have a credit card. You need a credit card. You need a good credit score. And we purchased, listen, the biggest purchase was $7,000 at one time. I purchased brand new hardwood floors for our entire house from Home Depot. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Walking around on the floors and I'm like, I'm making monthly payments on my floors at like 20% interest. You got to be kidding me. I was addicted to these financial cigarettes. I was. So if I could go back and do things differently, trust me, I would. And maybe you would too. I don't know. But uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Back to the Future. It's like one of my favorites, right? Marty McFly and Doc. You know, I would totally hop in the famous DeLorean and go back to when I was 18 years old and I signed up for my first Bank of America credit card and and I would look myself in the, in the face and say, don't do it, right? Don't do it. So here we go. Episode three, credit card cancer. Four reasons why your marriage should stop using these stinking financial cigarettes. Y'all stay tuned.
So, hey, I remember back in high school when I saw some guys off to the side, right beside this brick wall, sneaking around the teachers. We were out at break, and they were smoking cigarettes. Everyone thought they were so cool, right, doing this, and they were doing it all the time. They thought, that you know, because this was a new cool thing, you know, teenagers smoking and whatnot. But, of course, these kids had no idea the damage that they're doing to their bodies, right, hurting their future health. But who cares, right? They're cool, right? They'll just pay. They'll just look cool now and pay the price later. And, you know, I got to thinking about this in regards to credit cards that way. You know, they, the credit cards blew up back in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, they just skyrocketed, and it was like the new cool thing, right? I mean, that was a really cool thing is walking around with this credit card, and everybody thought you were cool. You were in style. Uh, just buy now, pay later. But People are using these things and they have no idea the mess that they're getting themselves into. The stress, the payments, the debt, the financial problems. So that's what I think about them now is when I finally broke my habit of using these financial cigarettes, right? I quit the the money smoking, right? The financial smoking and got rid of all my credit cards. Now the light bulb for me has gone off. And I hope today that the, in this podcast that, that, that your wheels will get turning and maybe I can inspire you and encourage you maybe for you to have your aha moment and, and maybe possibly quit this these financial cigarettes as well so you know i read an article online that surveyed uh, couples and asked them why did they initially open up credit cards to begin with so before we get into our four reasons why you should quit uh, the uh, credit cards today let me tell you this the, here's the, here are the top three reasons why marriages initially open up credit cards to begin with Number one is to pay for an emergency, right? Why would someone have to rely on a credit card to pay for an emergency? Well, I'll tell you why. Thanks for asking. Because they have no savings. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? You have nothing in savings. So yes, you have to default to a piece of plastic that says buy now, pay later, and I'm going to ruin your financial health. Uh, that's that's just what it is. So if you have nothing in savings, you don't have a starter emergency fund. We talked about this in a couple episodes ago. You need 1500 bucks, like right now, fast as you can. You need to get, get and sell some stuff, work some extra hours, do whatever. You got to start off with an emergency fund in your marriage because guess what? Bad things are going to happen. But if you do not have cushion, I was just talking last week, right, with a couple that had a, a pipe burst at their house and it was several hundred dollars. They didn't have it, so they had to use a credit card, uh, right? So here's the deal. you If you're going to pay for an emergency, you want to do it with cash because – if not, now your busted pipe, now it's not only a water problem at your house, now it's also a financial problem because now you got to start making payments on it and the interest and all this nonsense. So the top reason why people initially go into a credit card is because they afford to pay for an emergency. So don't do that. Fix it. Number two was to subsidize their lifestyle, <laughs> meaning they're selfish, they're materialistic, and they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Hello, ding, ding, ding. That was me uh, trying to do make look cool and have the cool clothes and buy the cool wheels and tires and for my truck and just always trying to appear that I got everything figured out that I, that I make more than I actually make. And so I was using credit cards, got to make our house look great, right? People coming over, we need new hardwood floors. We financed the couch. We financed the TV. I financed a dining room table, everything you can imagine. Yes, I financed it. And I was stressing out my marriage, stressing out my finances. And I promise you it was not worth it. So don't use a credit card to subsidize, to pay for your lifestyle, keep your lifestyle normal or for, for, Oh my goodness gracious, just lower your stinking lifestyle, right? That's the most biggest problem with couples is they're trying to, in the first five to six years of their marriage, they're trying to obtain everything that it took their parents 30 years to get, all right? They're trying to just quickly just 
skyrocket their lifestyle, um, but you need to keep it low. And number three, the three reason was to build up credit, right? And again, this is everybody thinks that the most important financial number in your life is this stupid three-digit credit score. And it's not. It is your net worth. That's the most important financial number is your net worth. It is not this ridiculous thing that we've been sold from, from media and Hollywood and the financial markets that our life depends on this stupid credit score. All right, so that's another reason why people open it up. So, hey, according to LexingtonLaw.com, a couple charts I want to read to you real quick. Um, this is kind of debt by generation. So if you're Gen Z, okay, meaning you're like in your early 20s, the average the average early 20-year-old, gen, Generation Z, has about $2,100 in credit card debt. Generation Y, right, the millennials, right, so that's where I land, right, in my 30s, uh, the average millennial has about $4,300 worth of credit card debt. Generation X, these are people in your 40s pretty much, um, averages $7,500 worth of credit card debt. And then the baby boomers. Baby boomers are in their 50s pretty much, uh, some in their lower 60s, and they have $7,700 worth of credit card debt. Now think about that for a second. Wouldn't you think that as you get older that you should probably be wiser and that you probably should lower your debt? Isn't that interesting that Americans, that as we get older, the more money we make, the more debt we accumulate? That is absolutely so true. It is ridiculous, but that is that is true, and that goes right next goes right with the next chart, which is the average uh, credit card debt by income. Again, as you get older, you think your income's going up, so you know you're, you're, if you're being smarter with your money and wiser, you've learned your financial mistakes, and you're learning from that. You think you know as my income goes up, my expenses should start to go down as I get older, closer to retirement. Not the case for the good old U.S. of A. Um, so income, if you're less than twenty five grand a year, you uh, have three grand worth of credit card debt less than 40 grand a year you have uh, four grand worth of credit card debt less than uh, 70 grand a year you got five grand worth of credit card debt and if you make less than one hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year you got seven grand worth of credit card debt and if your income is somewhere around 150 to 160 you got eighty five hundred dollars worth of, of a credit card debt and if your income is over 150 anywhere over 150 the average person has 12 grand worth of credit card debt so again the average person the more you make the more you spend the more you make the more debt you're going to get into. Guys, we got to get away from this. We have to break this cycle, okay? You have got to break this cycle. As you get older, you get wiser, your marriage gets stronger, you've been around, you got to start learning from these things, man. You got to lower your debt. Let's lower that. We don't need to do that as your income increases, man. You want to feel, and that's the problem with these payments. These payments are a thief. They're stealing your paycheck, man. You're working too hard to be broke. So here we go today. Number one reason why to quit these financial cigarettes is you cannot build wealth for the future when you're always paying for the past. Think about it. Okay, you take one step forward, meaning when you purchase the item, oh, you feel good, man. I, you know, I purchased this thing and I took one step forward. I got it. Well, now you're taking three steps back because you swiped the stupid piece of plastic, the credit card, right? You're never going to build future wealth when you're always concerned about paying for the past. Okay, this is why you should quit. You cannot build wealth for the future when you're always paying for the past. And that's what credit cards do. They keep you in the past. They keep you from taking those leaps of, uh, of financial good stewardship ahead and building wealth and doing the, reaching your goals because you're always looking behind you. Well, I still got to pay for those tires that I financed. I still got to pay for that couch that I swiped my rooms to go credit card with. I still got to pay for that refrigerator that I swiped my Home Depot card to pay with. And you're always looking behind you. So you can't build wealth for the future if you're always paying for the past. Number two reason why you need to quit. 
uh, is you need to is because you spend more when you pay with plastic. Did you know that? You spend more money when you pay with plastic. I love this experiment. Okay. I learned this from my boy, Dave Ramsey. Shout out to your boy. Um, cash versus plastic experiment. This was in one of his books that, he, that I read. And again, I told you about this last episode. You need to read some books. If you want to gain some financial knowledge, everything you need to know in your life is in a book somewhere. Yeah. So you need to read. And most people hate to read. Well, you need to get the audio book. You need to listen to some podcasts. But you need to get your head in a book and you need to start reading from smart people that have done really well with money and listen to these people. And that's what I did. That's what changed my life. It started reading books about financial gurus and it just changed me. So I learned this in one of his books that McDonald's Corporation back in the 90s Maybe in the late 80s, I think it was early 90s, um, but they hooked these customers up to these uh, evaluations, the EEG machines, right? They were censoring, they were, um, you know, looking at the brain waves and whatnot, and they and they had customers come up to the register and pay with cash, and then come back and pay with plastic. And it was so interesting that people that paid with plastic, paid paid with the credit card, okay, spent 45% more money. Okay, so the people that paid cash spent less money. You know why? Because it hurts. You know why? Because the brain waves. Check this out. The, when you paid with cash, when all these the, these customers paid with cash, they realized when they were evaluating their brain waves that when you paid cash, it triggered the pain sensors in your brain. You said, ouch, you may not verbally said it, but when you handed that person that $20 bill, Andrew Jackson, you handed it to them, right? They handed you your burger, your fries, your Coke, whatever. And then they only gave you back a couple of dollars. You're like, oh man, where'd Andrew Jackson go? That stinks, right? That took me two hours to work for that. And now all it has is some little pocket change left. But so here's the thing. When you pay with plastic, when you pay with a credit card, I give them the credit card, right? They give me my big old, uh, big old meal. I almost said Whopper meal. Oh, shout out to Burger King. Uh, but they give you your Big Mac, your double quarter pounder, right? Okay. And then you still get the plastic, but you still get the credit card back. So there really wasn't an exchange mentally. There was no exchange. You got the plastic back and you got the goods. But when you pay with cash, you give them the money, they give you the goods and there may or may not be any money left over. So it hurts. It's pain. It triggers the pain in your brain so why you should quit quit credit cards is because you spend more when you pay with plastic you spend more even with people that pay it off at the end of every month you still spend more during the month think about it you're going and you're going to pay for groceries you're going to pay for gas and you think oh i'll just pay it off all the end of the month but in your mind you're buying more groceries you're buying more gas you're getting more things at the convenience store when you stop because it doesn't trigger the pain sensors in your brain. You spend more money when you're always swiping plastic. Number three reason why you should quit. It's a fake emergency fund. Holy stinking moly cow. It's a fake emergency fund. It's not even really there. Okay. And you'll get so used to using it. You'll get so used to relying on it that you'll never build up a real emergency fund of six months of expenses. And that's where you need to be, right? The starter emergency fund, you just need 1500 bucks as soon as possible. Okay. Then after all that, you're attacking your debts, lower your lifestyle, sell some stuff, work some overtime. You're attacking your debts with a vengeance. But after that, you got to go back to that starter emergency fund and you got to finish it. And that's the problem, okay? I know people who 100% became 100% debt-free, paid off over $60,000 in one year, paid off their cars, paid off their credit cards, their student loans, their personal loans, everything, and did not finish, did not go back to the starter emergency fund and finish it. 
Therefore, when things started happening in their life, they had no fully funded emergency fund to rely on. So what did they do? They went back to the credit cards and got back into debt after they experienced freedom. Listen, once you're free and you taste true financial freedom that you don't owe nobody nothing, boy, I ain't never going back. Are you kidding me? Man, I ain't never going back. I get paid and I get to keep my money. I don't have to pay rooms to go anymore. I don't have to pay Buckle anymore. I don't have to pay Home Depot anymore. I don't have to pay American Express or Discover. If Discover emails me, they got the wrong email, okay? They shouldn't have emailed me. It's wrong. I don't owe you nothing, boy. I paid your butt off, okay? Okay? And that needs to be your mindset. But you, if it's a fake emergency fund if you have a credit card, right? And that's why everybody has it. Well, just in case, you know, I got this credit card just in case maybe I'll ever need it. You don't need that thing. Get rid of that thing, man. Take the scissors to that thing. Melt that thing. I mean, seriously, you don't need it. And if you are always relying on it, if you're always relying on that piece of plastic as your backup, as your emergency fund, you will never build a real emergency fund of cash Six months of expenses, right? For the average family, that needs to be about 15 to 20 grand sitting in a money market account, okay, that you can get a hold of if you need it as a real emergency fund, right? So, hey, you got to, got to get rid of it. You got to build up a real emergency fund because a credit card is a fake emergency fund. It's not real, okay? Somebody else is paying for the emergency and then you're paying them back with 20% interest. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. Last reason, reason why to quit these financial cigarettes is what I call them. It's the biggest financial scam known to man. Think about it. It's the biggest financial. Why do they spend hundreds of billions of dollars in advertising every year for these stupid credit cards? Because they work for the bank. They work for the credit card company, right? Go to the credit card company uh, main building. Go to their headquarters. Their furniture in their lobby is a lot nicer than the furniture in your living room. Why? Because they're ripping you off. They're ripping me off, okay? It just is what it is. It's the biggest financial scam known to man. Okay, um, and it's a genius idea for them. It's a genius idea for them, uh, for these companies to become wealthy, right? Buy now, pay later, right? If you do good and if you make all your payments, you know, with all this interest, then we'll increase your credit score. Why? Well, so I can be approved. Why? To buy more stuff and to pay later. Why? So that so that I can make payments with interest and I can build up my credit score. And here it goes. You're just a dog. You're just a dog chasing its tail. It's ridiculous. Round and round we go, right? What a genius idea it is for the credit card companies to enslave us, to keep us in debt, right? To keep us on a leash by dangling this dumb little credit score idea over our head. Come here, boy. You know, come here. So, so we, we just keep fetching and they just keep throwing and we just keep biting and we keep bringing it back and they keep throwing and we keep fetching and we keep, and it, it is, it's genius for them, but we have all bought into these stupid lies. We've been brainwashed. Okay. And the banks and the credit card companies have made billions or well now trillions off of you and me. And there's a company, I read this online, Bond Brand Loyalty. They did a study, right? They surveyed 28,000 credit card customers that have participated in rewards programs, okay? Getting airline miles and getting points, right? Check this out. 81% of people do not, I repeat, do not pay their balance off each month. So people are like, yeah, man, we pay our credit card off each month. Probably you don't, you're right? Probably you don't. 81% of people, they don't pay. 81% of marriages with credit cards, they don't pay it off at the end of each month. And check this out. Almost 40% 
of the 28,000 people, 40% admit they never redeemed their airline miles and they never redeemed their points. Okay, so Bond Brand Loyalty's research showed that each year, check this out, over a hundred billion, 100 billion, a hundred billion dollars worth of rewards go unclaimed. It's all wasted. It's wasted. So, I mean, what's the point of, 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 of argument? Well, I get rewards. Well, I get points. I get 1% back. I get airline miles. You don't even use them anyways. <laughs> Half of y'all aren't even redeeming your points. You're not even redeeming your airline miles. So what in the world does it make a difference? Eight out of 10 of you aren't even paying off your balance anyways. So don't justify this to, 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 to justify your addiction to these financial cigarettes by saying all that stuff. Just admit, look in the mirror and say, I got a problem. I need to fix it, right? You're in debt. It's your fault. It's your spending that's out of control. And if you do not change, your marriage is in jeopardy. Okay. And, and think about this. I mean, really, seriously, guys, 1% back. Listen, that's what our Disney card was. We had a Disney credit card. We're swiping. We're going to Disney every year. People think, man, 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 they're loaded. Look at Big Dave, man. They're loaded. They're going to Disney every year. It was all financed. It was all fake. We were making payments for months and months and months afterwards, okay? This was years ago. Now we go. We pay cash, doggone it. You know, we're going to, we'll, go, we'll go to Disney World right back to back on the Disney cruise. We're paying cash for the whole thing. Why? Because I got my financial life in order. I started taking care of business. I realized that the only way for my financial life to change was for me to get a hold of that guy in the mirror, which was me, my responsibility, my choice to, to do what I got to do to get things done. Okay. But back then everybody's like, man, I can't believe they're going on all these trips. We were broke. We were swiping our, our Disney credit card like crazy to go on all these trips. But guess what? We got 1% back. I mean, really, how ridiculous is that? Hey, if you spend $10,000 on this credit card, we'll give you a $100 gift card. Think about that. How does that make any sense at all? 1% back. And that's most credit cards. That's 1% back. You spend 10 grand, we'll give you $100 worth of points or $100 worth of airline miles. I mean, guys, really. And we've bought into this stupid lie. It's ridiculous. So, hey, let's end today's show with an example. Okay, follow this for a second, okay? Let's say you have a credit card with an interest rate of 24%, which is typical. I mean, go look it up, all right? 24% interest rate. Let's say your balance is five grand, right? Again, that's the average American that has a credit card has a balance of five grand. That's average, okay? So, and let's say you pay, your excuse is, well, I can just make the minimum payment, right? It's no big deal. Five grand, whoop-de-doo. I can afford the payment. Just because you can afford the payment doesn't mean you can afford it, by the way. Broke people say that. I can afford the payment. That's what broke people say. Okay. Robert Kiyosaki taught me this in his book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Uh, poor people, broke people. They say, well, man, I can't afford that. There's no way I could buy that. You know, rich people say, wealthy people say, say, hmm, how can I? Afford? They, don't, they, don't, they don't just opt out and say, I can never do that. They say, how can I do that? What does that mean? I have to save, I have to work harder, I have to invest. So have a different mindset about your life. Okay. Have a different mindset. But if you paid the minimum payment, right, if you were saying, well, I, I can just make the minimum payment. No, right? That, that, that's what, again, that's what broke people say is how much per month, okay? People that have financial sense and, and they're, they're going toward wealthy, they don't say how much per month. They just say how much, right? I'll get, you, I'll get out my checkbook right now. I'll get out my debit card right now. I'll get out cash, okay? So if you pay the minimum payment, right, 24%, you owe five grand balance, you pay $50 a month. That, that, that's what that equals out to. $50 a month is the minimum payment, Okay, it would take you. Are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. 21 years to pay it off. 21 years to pay it off. And you know what you would end up paying back? Do you know what you end up paying back? 
$15,000. You would end up paying back $15,000 to the credit card company, okay? But guess what? Hold on, here it is. You get $50 reward card. You get a $50 gift card to Red Lobster, whoop-de-doo. You get 50 points. You get $50 worth of airline miles. Isn't it worth it? Absolutely not. Are you crazy? That is nuts. This is crazy, guys. This is absolutely nuts. Guys, your marriage is worth more than this. Your future for your kids is worth more than this. You cannot build wealth for the past, well, for the future, when you're always paying for the past. Guys, this is pure genius for the credit card companies. It's pure genius, but it is ridiculous for us, guys. They're ripping us off. If you want something, save up and pay cash for it. How simple is that? My grandmother, okay, she's almost 100 years old, literally. We're having her birthday next week. She's 98. She's almost 100 years old. You know, I asked her one time, I said, I said, hey, grandmother, I said, what are the two financial lessons you would give me about your life? She lived during the Great Depression, y'all. Okay, she grew up during the Great Depression. I said, hey, grandmother, what are, some what are two financial tips that you would give me if you could only give me two financial pieces of advice? You know what she said to me? Almost 100 years old. You know what she said? And she's wealthy, y'all. She's wealthy. She said this. She said, stay away from debt. And she said, if you want something and you don't have the money for it, wait. <laughs> Pure genius, right? She said, stay away from debt, period. Stay away from debt. And she said, if you want something, if you really do want it and you don't have the money for it, she said, just wait. She didn't say don't get it. She said, just wait. And that's the problem with our culture is we're so buy now, pay later. I'll do whatever I got to do, right? I gotta do, I'll do whatever I got to do. I just got to get the item. I got to get the thing, the new car, the clothes, the what, the house. I got to hurry up and get it, and I'll just pay for it later. Take it from someone who lived during the Great Depression, who's very well off. Take it from her to say, you know, say, you know what? If you want something in life, that's fine. It's okay to want some things. That's no problem. I want some cool things, just like you. But you don't have to have it right now. You don't have to finance your life for it. You don't have to have these payments and be a slave, right? Proverbs 22, 7 says, the rich people will rule over the poor people, comma, Comma, okay, the borrower, which is you and I, if we're using credit cards, the borrower is a slave to the lender. I don't want to be a slave. My grandmother doesn't want her grandchild, me, to be a slave. She said, hey, stay away from being a slave. You want to be free. In your marriage, you're listening right now, you know deep down you want your marriage to be free. You're tired of living paycheck to paycheck. You're tired of working your tail off during the week. And having nothing to show for it. Okay, I know people who make well into the six figures and they have nothing but a massive, massive, massive amount of debt. That's all they have to show for it. And they're stressed. They can't go and have freedom to do fun date nights. They don't have freedom to go on really cool vacations with their family. They don't have the freedom to go on mission trips. They don't have the freedom to do all these cool things that they really want to do. They're not going to be able to fund their retirement because they're living their best life now. They're not saving for the future because they have nothing to save for. They have no extra money. All their money is going toward credit card payments. All their money is going toward personal loans. All their money is going toward this massive house payment that they cannot afford. But they're working around the clock just to make the payments. Sorry, not this guy. Not this marriage. Ain't going to happen. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I'm on this podcast to try to give it away. To say, hey, listen, you don't have to live that way. You can change your life. You can change your destiny. You can change your financial future. But guess what? Look in the mirror and point and say, it's up to me. It's up to me. It's up to you to do this. You have got to do this. So, hey, I hope that today's info um, convinced you possibly to consider cutting up these credit cards, getting out of debt, paying them off, and being done with it. 
quit this awful habit, this awful addiction. And guess what, guys? I was there. That's why I can relate. I was there. We had multiple credit cards maxed out, living paycheck to paycheck, stressed to the max, okay? It was an awful addiction, okay? But hey, I hope and pray that today content was helpful to you, and I hope and pray that you'll be convinced to maybe just maybe cut these things up and not use them ever, ever again to save your marriage. So hey, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Hey, shoot me an email. Let me know where you're listening from. I got people emailing me from California, from Seattle, Washington, from Oklahoma. Shoot me an email, man. Let me know where you're listening from. Super excited to get to know you guys. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for the feedback so far, and I hope and pray that today was uh, helpful for you. Thank you for listening to Big Days Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. We'll see you guys for episode four. Hey, reach out to me, coachmymoney at gmail.com. God bless. Money Marriage Podcast. This is where you get advice. I can make your marriage nice. I can get your money right. Money Marriage Podcast. I can help you some. Coach my money at gmail.com.